0: Hello, Penguins fans. Happy Monday, October 24th, as it is another game day tonight. The first set of a back-to-back for the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're going to preview that game against the Edmonton Oilers, going to a couple lineup changes. Tristan is going to start. Big keys for winning that game a little later on for today's episode. First off, though, we're going to touch on a small recap of that 6-3 win against Columbus. What went in to that massive comeback? Tristan Jari's performance, Sidney Crosby, Denton Heinen, Jan Ruta, all of that plus so much more to start the show. And it's all coming up right after this. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at lors penguins And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. <clears throat> I don't think you can see, well, Thonnie's right behind me, my wonderful black lab, but he is, well, he decided to get up on the bed. So he's just going to do that. And, you know, that's what he's, he's deciding to do today for those that are watching on the YouTube channel. Um. So the Penguins get a massive come from behind win on Saturday against the Blue Jackets 6 to 3. They're now 4 and 1 to start this season. Um it looked pretty bad I will say to start out. Um you know, you're down 2 nothing after that horrendous first period. You know, speaking of that first period, you know the Penguins got to clean that up. That's two games in a row now. Actually no, actually no that's not three games in a row now I should say where they've had some really bad starts. To open games. They didn't look sharp against Montreal, against Los Angeles. They were giving up a lot of, you know, looks in the offensive zone. Not a lot of high danger chances, but a lot of looks overall. And then overall in this one, again, they were giving up, you know, quite a bit of good looks from the Jackets. I think at one point the Jackets had a 10-0 shot advantage, shot attempts advantage were about 16, 17 to one, if I recall correctly. Not good enough. They have to defend better. They were only saved because of Tristan Jari. Another spectacular performance from the goaltender, and he's really going to lead off the show again. Right now, he's top five in goal state above expected, has over a 940 state percentage. He is playing like one of the five best goaltenders in hockey right now. He's going to get the start again tonight against the Oilers. I'm going to preview that game again a little bit, coming a little up later in the show. But he was the main reason why the Penguins were able to come back into this game. <clears throat> he gave them the time, he, and they they kept it within two goals so the Penguins were able to get the get to work in the second and third period and really grind the Jackets down. He made some 10-bill saves in that first period, right on the doorstep from numerous Jacket players. The only reason he gave up a few goals was just because he was getting left out to dry. <clears throat> For example, um, the, uh, the it was the Boone Jenner one, right? Letang, trying to clear the puck, goes off Johnny Goudreau's skate, Right to Boone Jenner. I mean, that's a tap-in goal. Um, the, the other one, just a awful pass on the power play, which led to a short-handed goal. You know, that's that's going to be buried every single time. Um, n- not a good first period, I will say. Um, <clears throat> from Chris Letang, he was absolutely dreadful. To be honest with you, I was probably that is probably one of the worst periods I have ever seen Chris Letang play for as long as he's been a member of this team. But you know what? He was able to, excuse me, recover from that, play in a much better second and third periods. So 40 of the 60 minutes, he was pretty decent. The first 20, though, I'll give you an objective, very, very bad. But again, you know, this 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 performance from Jari goes to show how confident he is in the net right now. Just watch how he's playing. Watch how aggressive he is coming out and facing shooters head on watch his movement and how fluid he is from side to side. Yeah. Is it getting bumped in a lot? Sure. You know, I think teams are starting to target him a little bit there and he's definitely getting a little bit feisty about it. He's not happy when he gets ran into whether it's an accident or I don't think it's on purpose, but you, you know, or, or if it's incidental contact, I should say, but still he's getting right back up. He's still making saves after and He's giving this team a chance to win every single night. If the Penguins were probably playing a much better team than the Jackets on Saturday night, that game probably three or four nothing at the end of the first period, and there's probably no chance of them coming back. But the fact that they were able to keep it two to one going into the, the into the uh, second period, you get the quick one to make it two one. Then it's three one just a few seconds later. Even though it's still you're down two, there's still plenty of time. The Penguins are able to chip away at that lead, make it three two, three three. Then Sid scores his. And then, you know, the floodgates truly opened after that, but it would not have been possible without the play of this team's starting goaltender. The way he has started this season, I expected him to be great. I didn't expect him to be top five in goal saved above expected great to start this year. There's a, there's like a swagger to his game right now that, you know, there, there was one for hit last season, but I don't even think it got to this level um, of heights, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And you can definitely see the way he is maturing into an elite goaltender in this league. Does this have a chance of turning out badly for me? Sure, it is. But right now, he's playing like an elite goalie. And as long as he's playing like this, he gives this team a chance to win every single night. So, good congrats to Tristan. Another stellar performance. And, you know, if if anyone is the number one star for me, um, he is that. Um, also real quick, um, one of my longtime listeners was actually at the game, one or two rows behind the Penguins bench. Amanda, if you were listening to this happy birthday, I hope I know that Penguins, they are able to win that for you. I know you've been a fan for as long as you can remember. Hope you had a great time at the game. And after you made the switch from that drink to the nachos, they definitely responded because the Penguins scored, um, the next five goals after they were down three to one. So had to shout her out for that? And overall, the Penguins sixteen and three and one against the Jackets in the last twenty games against them. They've also beaten them six times in a row. This is not a rivalry; it is a big brother little brother thing. The Penguins fans always invade Nationwide Arena. It, it's crazy how often that happens. And just as I was watching the Jackets, it's great that Johnny Gaudreau is there and is in his, you know, what's the word I want to say. You know, he's giving that fan base like a real reason to watch that team just because for a longest time, you know, everyone's like, oh, no one wants to play in Columbus because Panarin left. And then, you know, like Rick Nash was not there anymore and so many other players, uh, Bobrovsky, of course, left. But, you know, I think this Goudreau signing could pave the way to other good players signing there at some point, but... He, he was fun to watch. He's going to be really good for them over these next seven years. But after that, even without Lonnie in the lineup, I just still don't see enough from them where they're going to contend for a playoff spot this year. They missed the playoffs by 20 points last year. Sure, Goudreau helps, but, you know, don't really like that defense outside of Zach Wierenski. Elvis Merslekins has been shaky to start this season. I just don't see it as again. I think they're still a year or two away, and that's if they make some additions. To this roster. Now, coming up in the second segment, we're going to go into some overall player performances that I did enjoy outside of the goaltending, as that being the main reason why the Penguins were able to win this game. I'll go into some other individual performances that I thought really stood out to me before we previewed the game against Edmonton on Monday night. But before I get to that, the numbers don't lie. In this last decade, over 4 million people have chosen simply safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. Simply Safe Your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology, powered by 24/7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24/7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected, and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. They blanket your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. They also have HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And they even have hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your house. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash NHL. You can save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. That's visit simplysafe.com slash lockdown NHL to learn more. There is no safe like simply safe. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So getting back to some individual performances, excuse me, that I really liked from this game. Obviously, Sidney Crosby with, when he goes down to one knee, you know it's bad for the opposition, I should say. And 3-3 game at that time, he gets the puck, fires the one-timer going down to that knee. Merzlikens, no shot. Uh, Any other goaltender situation, no shot. It's just, you are done 10 out of 10 times. And Sid continues to be an absolute menace this season. He keeps this up. He's going to make a push for not just the Art Ross, but the heart trophy as well. It's crazy that, you know, he's still able to be well over a point per game, even at age 35, he's playing like one of the five best players in hockey right now. And, you know, he's owned the jackets for as long as these two teams have been playing in the same division. And I think that's going to continue to happen for as long as Sid remains in the, on this team and in the league as well. So great performance from him. Loved that vintage goal. Again, every time it goes down to one knee, you, you know it's bad news. Danton Heinen, two more goals tonight. That's up to three now on the season. I think he's going to make me look foolish. I only project projected him to get 12 to 15 goals this year after 18 last year. I said to myself, you know, don't think he's going to hit 18 to 20 again. I think he's maybe going to regress a little bit. So far, he's well on his way to getting to 18, and we've only played five games. He already has three goals. So I may look stupid with that. Really nice job for him to go up onto the top line with Jake Ensel out. They look like they didn't miss a beat with him there. And, you know, he's the perfect player that you can plug up there for you know two to five games. You don't want him up there, you know, for 15, 20 games or something like that, just because he's not a top line player usually. But if you need him for a spell, again, five, six, seven games for however long Jake's going to be out, he's already skating with the team again. Um, That's fine. And, you know, you saw... His handiwork on display yet again with getting those two goals. One of them was kind of a tap-in. But, you know, the other one, also a really nice shot to get the Penguins in it. You know, he's just a really good player in all three zones. The fact that he's only making 1.1 million on this team is gotta be one of the best bargains in the league. Um, can't say enough about his performances to start this season. That was a great one on Saturday. And also, I'll keep it objective here. Josh Archibald, I thought he had a great game. You know, I thought that was easily his best game as a Penguin this season when he was able to cut the lead to three to uh, two to one, excuse me, in that second period. Probably a goal that Merzlikan should not allow, considering, you know, Archibald's coming in from the left side, kind of a weird angle. But what a release from Josh. I did not think he had that in his arsenal coming into this season. It was a really nice goal um, <clears throat> for him to score to get his first of the year. He also drew a penalty. In that game, and it was this classic case of playing like a rat. I said, I think that's one of the biggest reasons why Mike Sullivan likes having him in the lineup. He was able to finish off a check, go in in the straight line speed to do it. And I believe it was Andrew Peak didn't like it, cross-checked him in the back. Maybe Archibald sold it a little bit, but the ref was right there, put his hand up for cross-checking, put the Penguins on the power play. I know it didn't really do anything. Um, I, I, I know it didn't lead to a goal. Excuse me, but. Those are still the kind of plays that, you know, I, I kind of want to see Archibald, you know, making throughout the season. I want to see him draw more penalties like that, play like a rat, piss the other opposition off. And that's exactly what he did. And he also had a goal. So really liked his performance. I thought Ryan Paling also was good. I thought, you know, those last two to three games, um, the fourth line is able to start kicking in a little bit. <clears throat> Definitely like that. And, you know, just to go off the fourth line. Brock McGinn finally gets his first goal of the season before that was looking like a shell of his former self, but he had a really nice backhand goal. Um, I believe that was the goal to make it six to three um, Passmers leak in the third period. So he needed to get on the board really badly with that one. And I'm glad that he was able to, because compared to where he was during the first half of last season, it's a far cry from where he was in the second half of last season to where he started off. So If there was anyone that I think that really needed a goal, it was him. And, of course, the player that really kickstarted the comeback, Jan Ruta, his second goal in five games. This was a player, in his last four seasons, five combined goals. Already has two to start this season. Do do not think you'd be scoring two goals in the first five. If, If you had that on your bingo card, please raise your hand. I definitely didn't. Two goals in five games for a defenseman that never scores and is basically a defensive defenseman, hey, you know, didn't expect it, but the Penguins, and I'm sure all of you that listen to the show and all Penguins fans out there will gladly take that. So really nice bomb from the point. That's his second bomb from the point um, in his recent games That schools and back-to-back games, I actually should say, um, for Jan Ruta. And Kasperi Kapanen got a couple more assists in that game. Again, another good performance From him, He's definitely looking even more confident. I know he's not scoring, but he's still making plays with the puck on his stick. The goals, I think, are going to come eventually. But as long as he continues to play like this, keeps passing the puck well, keeps playing well in the defensive zone, he's going to get his chances, and I think he will score double-digit goals um, during this season. So another good performance from him overall. I think other than that, nothing really – Uh, no one really else, I guess, fully stood out to me. I guess this was a bounce-back game from Brian Dumoulin, had an assist, he was covering for Crystal Tang as much as he could, looked decisive with the puck with making that first pass out of the defensive zone, looked good defending in his own zone. If they can get that version of Dumoulin throughout the rest of the season, um, the Penguins will be flying high with that top pairing. And I already touched on Crystal Tang. Not a good performance from him, at least for the first period, but I do expect him to play much better on Monday night against the Oilers. So <clears throat> and, you know, this is a big win, 4-0-1 now. As I tweeted, this team's good. This I, Some people gave me flack for saying this is a borderline Stanley Cup contender. I wasn't even trying to be disrespectful with that because, I mean, I was just trying to respect a team like Colorado, Calgary, Carolina's built to win, New York's up there. Um, I think the Penguins are definitely, you know, up with some of the contenders but i just have them like a, like a step below a team like colorado or tampa or something like that but you know they can 100 play with those teams in a series if they keep playing like this so another strong win and they will have an opportunity to make it uh to go 5-0-1 and 0 and 1 on monday evening against the edmonton orders i'm going to preview that game coming up right after these messages all right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Illinois Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So, first meeting Penguins and Oilers. The Oilers swept the season series against the Penguins last year. Uh, first time that's happened in well over a decade. Um, the Penguins have earned points in 19 of their last 21 games against the Oilers, dating back to December of 2007. So that is how rare it has been before last year, when they lost both games in regulation, the Penguins were 15 and 0 and four against the Oilers. This is a team that they have played very well against over the years in their last 10 games in Edmonton. The Penguins have gone seven and one and two. They've only had one regulation loss. The one being last year, I thought the Penguins actually outplayed Edmonton, but their best players were better than the Penguins best players. And Mike Smith was able to make, um, just enough saves. Um, as for the oilers lines, you know what you're going to get in the top six. McDavid centering that top line with Evander Kane and Kalli Dry Dreisaitl is centering the second line with Ryan Nugent-Hopkins and Zach Hyman. They can also put Dreisaitl and McDavid together if they choose, but they obviously know that having them apart makes them deeper, and both players are off to ridiculous starts already this season. They're well over a point per game. McDavid is easily the best player in hockey. I, you know, if you disagree, that's your opinion. To me, it's Connor McDavid and everyone else. He is a one man wrecking crew with the puck on his stick. He can turn on the jets. Like it's nothing. The way he protects the puck is beautiful. His shot is absolutely unreal. And again, he just d- commands so much attention anytime he's on the ice because he can make you look silly in the blink of an eye. He made the penguins look really bad in both meetings last year. It was well over a point per game against them. Uh he won both those matchups against against Crosby fairly easily. You know, the penguins tried putting every line against him last year and it, it just wasn't working. You know, I think him the line with him and Kane especially in that second meeting absolutely killed the penguins. So that I think is going to be a big key to winning this game tonight. Can you slow down that top line with the best player in the world on it? And a player in Evander Kane who did kill the Penguins in that second meeting last year. Again, dry sidle. He's no slouch either. One of the top 10 best players in the league. You know, he great with the puck on his stick, has a wonderful release, but is also a great passer too. Honestly, he might be a better passer than he is a shooter. And I would say the same with McDavid. I think they both have excellent releases, but the way they can, you know, make hard passes look so easy, it's a sight to behold. You know, I always love watching these matchups just because of how skillful they are. You know, there's a time when Drysidle was seen as borderline top six center. Well, he grew pretty quickly because you know, he's a number one center on a lot of teams throughout the league. Warren Fogle, Ryan McLeod, yes, he pulled Yarvey. For some reason, pull did not, you know. I I thought he was going to get traded over the offseason. He was not. And then Devin Shore and Derek Ryan on the fourth line. Darnell Nurse, Cody CeCe, old Penguin, on their top defensive pairing. Tyson Berry with Brett Kulak, former Blue Jacket Ryan Murray, and Evan Bouchard on the third pairing. And then their goaltending-wise, Jack Campbell and Stuart Skinner. Campbell is going to get the start tonight. This is an Oilers team that's coming off a shutout loss to the St. Louis Blues, so they're definitely going to be a bit upset coming into this one, but I'm excited. Sid versus McDavid. I mean, this is everything you could ask for as a hockey fan. There's so much skill on both sides of the rink. Both top sixers are absolutely loaded when healthy. Even Edmondson's bottom six, I think, is a bit better compared to last year. I don't think think they also have a lot of issues defensively as they did last season with Duncan Keith back there. Mike Smith is no longer there; he retired or is on long term IR. Jack Campbell. Fine goalie, but, you know, which he's always a Dr. Jekyll versus a Mr. Hyde kind of goalie. Are you going to get the version of him that you saw in the first half of last season when he was one of the five best goalies in the league? Or are you going to get the version of him in the second half of last season when he was at a below, I believe it was an 8.98 percentage? Um, so the Penguins, they got to jump on them early. Better start, obviously, is a big key to winning this game. You don't want to give the Oilers um, a big lead, especially with McDavid and Drysdale and company. Um out there and can score at will, but you also have Kane, you have Nugent Hopkins, you have Yamoto, you have Yopu Yarvi. This is a team that's very loaded offensively and can make you pay in an instant. Tristan Dari is gonna have to be on top of his game yet again. Um, as for the Penguins lineup, you probably will see a change or two tonight. Drake Kajula and Sam Poulin were recalled yesterday because Teddy Blueger was placed on IR. So that was retroactive to the start of the regular season. What that means is he's going to be out for at least the next couple of weeks. I don't think he can return until November fifth, November sixth. That November sixth game, I believe that is against. I believe that is a home game against the Seattle Kraken. If I'm I'm going to re, just going to recall that here real quickly. Um, no, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, that game is on the fifth, and it is against Seattle. So yeah, it was one of the two days. But that is the earliest he can return. He's still skating with the team. No contact, contact. You know. He's still got a couple of weeks, so hopefully by then he'll be ready. He'll be good to go. Jake Gensel, he's skating. I don't expect him to play tonight. I think maybe best case scenario he's back by the weekend against Vancouver, and uh, or Seattle. So I would expect Kajula to probably come in tonight. Um, Poulin would like to see him make his debut at some point, but I do think you are going to see Kajula in, and I'm 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 excited to see him on the fourth line. I thought he had a really good camp. I thought he was really good during the preseason as well. And, you know, he's really never played in the AHL prior to this season. He's been an NHL regular for every team he's played on. Really excited to see how he plays with Paling and Archibald. All the other lines and defense pairing should look the same. Tristan will be in net, which means Casey DeSmith will get the net against the Calgary Flames on Tuesday. So Western Canada trip is in full swing. Love playing the Oilers. Love watching McDavid and Drysdale anytime I can. This is just... I I just, I run out of words to talk about Penguins-Oilers matchups. I look forward to watching them so much. And, you know, one of my best buddies is an Oilers fan. So we'll be having some banter tonight. That's for sure. Um, That'll do it though for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Coming up in the second, well, second segment, geez. Coming up later on this week, I should say. Uh, Tomorrow I'll have a full game recap episode for the game against the Oilers and also preview the game against the Flames. Wednesday I'll be recapping that game. Um, against Calgary and then Thursday I will be previewing the game against Vancouver before having a recap or hopefully having a recap of it on Friday so that will do it for this one hope you all enjoyed listening to it I'll be back with another episode Tuesday morning to Tuesday afternoon have a great day everyone